Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. Here is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. An interesting way to, for Jesus to describe Nathaniel. Here is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Why did Jesus describe Nathaniel that way? It could be because Jesus knows what's in all our hearts, right? He, he can see what's in our hearts. So he could be making a, a, a judgment about Nathaniel that no one else could see. Here is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. But the Holy Spirit chose to preserve only one little element of Nathaniel before Jesus said that, that one little element of, of Nathaniel's character that, that I wonder is maybe connected to Jesus' comment, here is a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. The only thing that we know about Nathaniel before Jesus' comment about him is Nazareth. Can anything good come from Nazareth, right? Here's this skeptical guy, you know, Philip was all excited. We found the one the Old Testament has talked about. We've been waiting for, this is the Messiah. And Nathaniel's gone. I don't buy it. Nazareth, no, 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 no. Nazareth is all wrong. I am skeptical. And yet, Jesus welcomes this skeptic. And I wonder if, if this is part of what the Holy Spirit wanted us to see, especially as we think about uh, uh, the, the next generation, the Gen Zs, you know, about 25 and down, or the, 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 the youngest generation that's just entering into adulthood. Gen Z's value authenticity, we're told, over and over again. I, I see that over and over again. This openness and honesty. Could it be that the Holy Spirit is letting us see that Jesus also welcomes authenticity, openness, and honesty, even about doubts and questions and skepticism? And it's interesting to me that, that Nathaniel is called an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Uh, later on in this lesson, Israel is referenced again. So in the Old Testament, the man named Jacob is also called Israel. And we read the Old Testament lesson from Genesis chapter 28 to see that there is a connection 
Jesus said to Nathanael, you're going to see the, the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And certainly that is a reference to what we heard in our Old Testament lesson, that Jacob saw this vision with the angels of God ascending and descending between the Lord and him. Now, this man had two different names, Jacob and Israel. And, and it, it's interesting that God's Old Testament people are not called the sons of Jacob. They're not called Jacobites. They are called sons of Israel. Israelites. Here is a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Now, no offense to all of you who have Jacob as your first or last name, or middle name. I don't know anybody here who has a last name Jacob, but uh, anyway. Um, you know what Jacob means? Liar. The Hebrew for Jacob is heel grabber. It's a colloquialism for, you know, somebody who is deceptive, who lies. And, and Jacob personifies a, a deceptive, lying person in the Old Testament. Jacob deceives his brother Esau out of the birthright, convinces his brother to, to sell the, the right of the firstborn to him for a bowl of porridge. In the chapter before our text, we see Jacob as this incredible liar, this deceiver. Jacob and his mom come up with this idea of how he is going to get the better blessing from his father Isaac. So he dresses up like Esau. And Isaac is skeptical. Over and over again, Isaac asks, you know, is this really Esau? And Jacob lies through his teeth over and over again. I would encourage you to read through that account and just highlight how many times Jacob said, oh yeah, it's Esau. What a deceiver. He was living up to his name. And now he's, in our lesson for today, he is actually, in the Old Testament lesson, he is actually fleeing for his life because Esau is so angry with him, he can't wait to kill Jacob. As soon as his dad, their dad's dead, he's going to kill him. And so Jacob goes on a, a self-imposed exile for 20 years up to Paddan Aram. Deceiver. But then 20 years later, Jacob comes back from Paddan Aram. Aram. And he hears that Esau is coming at him with an army of 400 men and he's just terrified that Esau is coming to slaughter him and his whole family. So he gets to the, the Jabbok River and he, he sends everybody across the Jabbok and he stays on the north side of the Jabbok River that night to pray. And it says a man appeared to Jacob and wrestled with him until morning. And, and Jacob wouldn't let this man go until he blessed him. And that place is called Peniel, which means face of God. Because Jacob said, I've seen the face of God. The person that he was wrestling with was God himself. And his name has changed. His name changed from Jacob 
deceiver to one who wrestles with God. And all the, the believers after Jacob's time, they're, they're rarely called sons of Jacob, they're called sons of Israel. Israelites, people who wrestle with God. And I'd just like to ask you, you know, are you a Jacobite or are you an Israelite? Uh, the reason why I say that is, is I think that our, our culture in, in the Christian world today invites us to be Jacobites, to be deceivers, to give the impression to the people around us that we have our lives all together, that we have the answers, that we don't have doubts, that we don't have questions, that we don't have fears, that our faith is just great and perfect. Do you find yourself sometimes being a Jacobite, a, a, a deceiver, not really being honest and open, not being authentic with the challenges that, that you're dealing with? I find it very comforting to see that, that Jesus welcomes this Israelite into his presence. Nathaniel is somebody who, who is wrestling with God. Nazareth, can anything good come from Nazareth? He's wrestling with God, and yet Jesus welcomes him. He, he doesn't have the answers. He, he, he's doubtful, and yet Jesus welcomes Nathaniel into his presence. Brothers and sisters, that's, that's what we want to celebrate today. That we have a God who welcomes us into his presence, even though we have to admit that, that we are wrestling with some issues in our lives. Now, on the back of the worship folder... Oh, I don't have the worship folder in front of me. On the back of the worship folder, uh, I list some of these things that, that we might be challenged with. And I, and I just ask you, what are your objections? What are your doubts and questions and fears? And I list some of the things that, that very, very often are issues that, that Gen Zs are, are struggling with, but, but Christians in general. Science, I mean... We learn that the Bible uh, says that God created the world in six normal days, and yet there are so many people, very learned people, who say that's not right, and we see things on TV over and over again, and, and it raises questions. Where, where do the dinosaurs fit in, and, and how do you answer some of these questions? Is it okay to be honest and say, you know, I, don't, I, I have some questions about this? Or church rules. Maybe there are some things that, that God's church does that you just go, is that really what the Bible says? Is that God's will or is that just somebody's interpretation? And you have questions and doubts. Or sexual issues. The younger you are, the more likely it is that you know somebody who's LGBTQ. And... and you know that some of these people are, are just marvelous people. Some of your best friends, perhaps. And, and, and can it be true what the Bible says uh, about somebody who, who has a, a, a sexual relationship with somebody of the same sex? Can, can that really be true? When the, these people are such nice people. Politics. You know, some people say, 
well, if you're a Christian, you should vote this way and vote for this person. If you're a Christian, you should vote this way and vote for this person. And, and, and how, how, do, how does my Christian faith play into that? Or injustice? You know, especially when you see injustice in the world around you as people who, who claim that they're Christians and, and they're doing things that just don't seem to be fair. And then the whole issue of God's injustice, that, that things happen, the, the, the good people suffer and the bad people just seem to skate through life and it just doesn't seem to be fair. Or just the whole idea of hypocrisy, you know, it just... I know too many Christians who say that they're Christian but don't act like it. I don't know how you are like Nathaniel. I don't know the questions that you have like Nathaniel said, Nazareth, can anything good come from Nazareth? What are the questions that that you have, the doubts, the, the fears that you have None of our faith is perfect. We don't have to be Jacobites and, and, and try to deceive everybody and, and pretend that everything is just perfect and we understand everything. Let's be Israelites. Let's be open and honest. Let's be authentic and just admit that there are things that we struggle with. And I would ask a favor of you. Could you share your objections? Could you share your questions and your fears? Your doubts. You know, a few months ago we started this podcast, Great Questions, Great Conversations. It's kind of quieted down, and, and we'd like to restart that. Let's, let's start talking about those. So could you do me a favor? What are the, the questions that you have? The, uh, is that really true? How do you answer this issue? Could you write it down on the connection card? And if you've already handed in the connection card, you could just bless me by, by doing what uh, one of our, our leaders in our congregation did last night. He just ripped off a part of the worship folder and gave, gave this to me on the way out. Somebody who's in church every Sunday said, you know, here's my question. And let's talk about it. Because it's okay to have doubts and questions, and fears. Jesus welcomes authentic Israelites like us who wrestle with God. And, and it's just interesting. Uh, how, how is it that Philip responded to these questions and objections that Nathaniel had? I mean, it's a pretty good objection. Nazareth, the Savior, is not supposed to come from Nazareth. Philip's response is simply come and see. I don't have the answers. Philip probably didn't have the answers at that moment. Oh, Jesus was born in Bethlehem just in fulfillment of prophecy. He just grew up in Nazareth. Oh, that's fulfillment of Isaiah 9. He probably didn't have the answers. What he, he had is he had a relationship with the Savior. The Savior had done and said things that convinced him he is the Son of God. And so Philip just said, come and see. And why is do you think that Nathaniel did come and see? Almost certainly it's because he had a relationship, a friendship with Philip. You know, Nathaniel's going, I don't think you're right, Philip. But you're a friend of mine. I will go with you. Philip and Nathaniel had a friendship, a relationship. 
And Philip could use that relationship to say, just come and see. Check it out yourself. And I would just like to ask you, you know, who are your Philips? And, and I list five of them because, you know, this is Awake and Alive weekend, our, our, our uh, retreat. And over and over again, as we think about serving young adults from, from high school up through college and, and young adulthood, over and again, the, the idea is thought, uh, is shared, people need five Christians in their lives. As, as they experience things that, that challenge them and make them think about what they learned in eighth grade in confirmation class, and they're going, how does this fit? If they have five Christians in their lives that are inviting them, come and see. I'm willing to talk with you. I'm glad that you have these questions. Let's talk about them. If there are five Christians in their lives, they're likely to be able to make it through these challenges and come through seeing Jesus as clearly as Nathaniel did. So who are your five? And if you don't have five, that's okay. I just remind you, that's why our congregation focuses so much effort on trying to help you get into small groups. You know, there are people in our church body, the, the Wisconsin Synod, who would say, we don't like small groups because in small groups, people will bring up things that, that, that challenge what we believe. And it's like, isn't that what we want? We want Israelites. We don't want to give the impression, oh, I believe it, but I really don't. I'm a Jacobite. No, we want Israelites who are admitting, you know, there's some things that I wrestle with. I, I'm struggling to understand. And, and people in your small group can be that Philip that invites you to come and see. Let's talk about it. Trust that the Holy Spirit will put a Philip into your small group who will help you come and see and find answers from the Scriptures. And then I would ask you, who can you be a Philip to? And I, I only put two lines there because I don't want to overwhelm you. You know, Philip had this relationship with Nathaniel. So that even though Nathaniel had these objections, and I don't, I don't think you're right, Philip. He, he had a friendship with Philip that was strong enough that, that, that led Nathaniel to, okay, I'll come and check it out. Who can you be a Philip to? And I think especially of a, of, of a Christian who's in heaven now, some of you will recognize this story. He told me how he would drive to Madison and have lunch with his college uh, grandchildren so that he could be a Philip to them. Who do you need to spend more time with to develop more, a stronger relationship? Not because you want to talk about Jesus, but because you know this person is going to come uh, at a, a time in their lives where things don't make sense, and you want to be there for that person and help them answer questions, invite them to come and see. Who can you be a Philip to? Would you, would you pray about that over the next couple of days? And wh what would that take? to open my life up to this person just a little bit more. And then, come and see. Invite them to come and see an authentic life. That's how I would describe what Jesus said right at the end of our gospel lesson. Jesus said, you believe because I told you while, I was still, while you were still under the fig tree, 
You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Jesus references something from our Old Testament lesson. And it's really important to remember that Jacob saw this vision of the stairway to heaven and and an open heaven and, and a relationship with the Lord, his Savior God, not after he had been renamed Israel. It was when he was a Jacob. He had just lied to his dad and mom, and or dad, and now he's running for his life. And God gives this marvelous promise to Jacob. In fact, that promise includes being an ancestor of the Savior through you, all nations on earth will be blessed. How do you think that Esau would have felt if he knew that his lying, deceiving brother Jacob received this promise? In group work, we ask you, how do you feel? That doesn't seem right. But that's what grace is. This is the good news that we can walk out of here with. Not only does God welcome Israelites when we have our questions and and we're open and authentic and just say, God, I need some help struggling through these things. He also welcomes Jacobites. This is an invitation of grace to Nathaniel, to us, to come and see in the Savior this stairway to heaven, that heaven is open, that the authentic life is not, just as that quote said on the front of our worship folder, it is not about future plans and being rich or anything else. The authentic life is a life that will never end, a life that is a relationship with the creator God. And that's what we have because Nathaniel saw, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. And then Jesus says, you will see the son of man. This is the first time that Jesus uses that term in John's gospel. It's a term that he uses for himself over and over again. He is emphasizing that the God who came down from heaven is truly human, just like us, just like we confessed in the Nicene Creed. He is truly human so that he could be our Savior. He could open up heaven to Jacobites like us because he took Jacob's sins and our sins upon himself as the God who became a man so that he could die for us. Brothers and sisters, our sins are forgiven. Jacobites are welcome in the presence of our Savior. Israelites who have to admit, I I wrestle with God. We're welcome in the presence of our Savior. And so... What are your questions? It's okay. Let's ask them and talk about them. Small groups, in the podcast, great questions, great conversations. Let's talk about them. Share them with us. Because this is how we can serve each other. That each of us can be a Philip, invite each other, come and see. Come and see the Messiah. Come and see the one who can give us authentic, real, genuine life. Amen. Let's pray.
Lord Jesus, thank you for welcoming us even though we don't have all the answers. Thank you for just allowing us to be honest and open and just say, some things are just really hard. And some things I, I just doubt. And you still welcome us. Thank you, Lord. Bring more Phillips into our lives who, who can help us find uh, the answers that are there. And, and when there's, there just there is no answer that they can help us see that it's okay. We have you as our Savior God, and we don't have to have all the answers. We just can trust you. Help us to be that kind of Philip to others. Give us a spiritual eyesight to see people who, who have questions, and we, we, we're open to those questions. And then use us to, to invite them to come. All this we ask in Jesus' name. And in his name we also pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series, and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.